0: So for this episode of Heads Up, I'm delighted to be joined by nutritionist Sally Haynes and sustainability and environmental manager Hannah Irvin from Holroyd Howe. And we've got a few topics of conversation that we're going to go through in this episode. Um, we've kind of titled it Sustainable Diets. And, and I know that we're, we're all keen that it's not just confined to, to schools, but also how we can support this beyond our schools and how we as individuals and communities can, can help with this quest. So Thank you so much, Sally and Hannah, for being with me today. I suppose as a starting point, what will be really useful to know is what we mean by a, a sustainable diet. So, so might you be able to help answer that question?
1: Thank you so much for the introduction. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm sure Hannah would say the same. So a sustainable diet looks for both uh, for food security um, for us and for helping to protect our world as well. I don't know if you've got the direct definition there, Hannah, in front of
2: you. But, um, I, always, I always come with a direct definition. I think. <laughs> I knew, <yeah>. have, <laughs> uh, refer to, I'm um, on for kind of definitions. What we class as a sustainable diet and how we've kind of turned it as well, as kind of Sally was highlighting today, was it, it looks at like having a lower environmental impact contributes to our food and nutrition security and also making sure to have a healthier life, really, for present and future generations. And that's really taking what sustainability is and looking at also the nutrition side from Sally um, and combining it into one with that that prolonged approach, really.
0: I I mean, it's interesting. A a big issue, I think, around sustainability, particularly, I suppose, in, in the hospitality and the service industry is around waste. and. I don't believe that any of us or anyone listening wants food to be wasted and and I know in our homes we try to do our our utmost to ensure food isn't wasted but it's a really challenging area so I suppose thinking about what you do as as Holroyd Howe, what do you try to do to to limit food waste and what could we be doing as individuals to not add to the problem of food waste?
2: Yeah that's a really great question Um, and it is really surprising the food waste that we See, not only within the kind of the wider world context and in the UK context, but also within kind of Howard Howard Howe as well. I just like to touch on the point you said, you know, we try to do as much as possible in our households as well, but they're actually one of the biggest wasters of food waste. Um, At something like 6.6 million tonnes of food is wasted every single year from our homes. It's those small actions I think that we can all take to have that change and have that positive impact towards reducing that. Whether that be, you know, looking at the amount of food that we're purchasing at one time or whether, you know, we're using things by the, the, the dates that are shown. Um, you know, making sure we're planning for meals and planning what we're using and by when. But also kind of making sure that, you know, we're using leftover food and, you know, we're using the items that we wouldn't have thought would be possible. For example, like peel from vegetables you know, turning that into something and, and making making sure that we're using those ingredients um, in the right way. In terms of horrid how and, and what we're doing, we are very much monitoring and recording our food waste. So we're looking at how much is being wasted across three areas. So particularly across uh, plate waste, across production and across spoilage as well. So we have um, a number of different initiatives to ensure that we are working to reduce that not only engaging our teens, but also engaging pupils and the schools that we work with as well. We feel that's one of the key areas um, of engaging pupils and empowering them to have that action and those changes and those decisions about what the food they're eating and how, how they can reduce that food waste as well is, is really key. We are signed up to WRAP, um, which is the Waste Resource Action Programme, um, and looking at their roadmap. Um, on food waste and how we as a as an industry of hospitality can come together share key learnings and what we're doing on food waste as well um, and how we can look to reduce that by 2030. I think personally from myself you know as you know we're looking at what we're doing on food waste you know I think there's always those small actions that we can we all can be doing and can be taking as well.
0: I suppose it's also a bit broader, isn't it, than just food waste, because it, it goes to kind of packaging and, and everything else that we we use and probably have got too used to, um, not just in terms of schools, but in, in shops and, and how we go about that. I suppose that's a challenge as well, isn't it, for, for a company like you?
2: Very much so. I think um looking at packaging and food waste as well, um, the packaging that um some of the food comes in can actually support the longevity of food and prolong that shelf life as well. So Whilst packaging plays a role with potentially food waste and how we market it and also how we, um, you know, the communication to our pupils and externally, you know, to us as individuals, it can play that role. But, you know, we still have to find that balance of using the packaging in the right way, making sure that we're following, that it's recyclable, that we're following the different things that are set up. So looking at whether we can reduce it in the first instance whether it's recyclable and whether it's even needed as well. So I think that is something, you know, for ourselves, we've we've really actively worked on.
0: I think I'm as much to blame for this as, as anyone, but I think we as a, as a country have probably got to the point now where we we almost expect to be able to source any item of food at any point during the year. And as such, we perhaps don't buy as locally or make use of seasonal food um, perhaps as, as, as well as we could and I suppose one of the issues that that this can lead to is that maybe we don't try new things or or become stuck in the routine of eating of eating the same food all year round. And yeah, you know, we, we as a family lived in in the Channel Islands for a while, and and it was very much everything was seasonal. Um, and I think part of that was down to necessity because it was a small island in uh, off the coast of France, and and was entirely dependent on food produce being bought in if not produced on the island. But it was it was nice actually to think that. At this time of year, that's what you would have because that was in season. Now, I think mm. we've probably lost a little bit about that, that here. And I think, yeah, if I think about where we are here in Cheltenham and Gloucestershire in the West Country, there are some fantastic local producers. And I suppose this is probably more, more for Sally than Hannah, but how could we build this into the menus, for example, of schools like St. Edward's to make sure that we're inspiring our students, but perhaps also then inspiring them to go home and tell their parents? about making use of seasonal produce and making sure that we're trying those things, but also supporting those local producers.
1: Absolutely. I think it's really interesting what you said there about how people, um, those people who even understand which foods are in season at which times in the year. There's a statistic across the UK, I think only one in 10 people know which foods are seasonal and which foods aren't. So where I would start would be educating children need to be educated about which foods fall into which seasons and therefore where we might be able to find them, to buy them and therefore lead it into the food in the school and letting them try it seasonally as well. Um, So both in the dining room and in the classroom, education is critical about understanding food and, um, and like you said, trying new things um, we really need to try new things many times on different days and for children to understand that that's the case not just trying it once and mm. then saying they don't like it and then that's that for the rest of their lives they need to try it more than once so as children leave school they have a full wealth of knowledge about fruits vegetables seasonality and how they need to try a wide variety and and give themselves the opportunity to really enjoy it I've got some um, friends who live over in France it's interesting you said Uh, about where you lived because many of the produce that they consume is all grown in France and how amazing that would be for us to have the same opportunity in the UK but it's just not there so making as reasonable decisions as we can as a country as well I think is important to be spoken about too.
0: It's interesting I I always spend a lot of time talking to the students about various aspects of of life in school and what they're enjoying and if you ask them about food, uh, they what they want burgers, they want pizza, and probably pretty much a few things that are in various fast food outlets around the place. So it's a bit of a challenge, isn't it, to try and to try and get them to to try new things. Like I was telling you just before recording this this episode, I I have been rolling sushi for the first time in my life with a couple of your your chefs <laughs> and, and and getting the students to try that. And you know what? Pretty much all of them did try it, which is fantastic. But really great what's the process that you would go through in terms of wanting to construct a menu that kind of suits the need for the client, so for us at school, but wanting to make sure that you can build in opportunities to try things, but also to make sure there is that balance, you know, there is that nutritional um, point to it rather than that stereotypical vision of what a school dinner might be?
1: Absolutely. I think we have a set of nutritional guidelines which we follow to ensure that we have that balance Um, and within those guidelines there's room for people to have those foods that they do truly love but within the balance and it's all about that balanced approach and those foods will be on the menu but in a balanced way in a healthy way so they're not on the menu every single day and I think it's also really good to try new food have one or two meals where It maybe does stretch the taste buds of the pupils every now and again and really listen to that feedback, but also not take it as gospel. If we know that it's a healthy food, we need to try it again. Um, And alongside that, maybe not making the whole meal a brand new meal or just just having tasting pots by the side or providing Tasting tables, which is also really exciting and different at lunchtime as well, is a really good way of um, exposing pupils to these new wonderful flavours and educating them in that sense as well.
2: I also think the authenticity of the dishes that we do as well. Um, you know, we're making sure that the ingredients and the provenance of the dishes as well are from where they come from as well. And I think it's about exposing children and pupils to that as well, and putting those different ingredients in, making sure that they're in kind of colluded and then they get those different tastes as they kind of move through that that school journey as well. I think that's really important as well.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that I was really pleased mm-hmm. of when I joined, I've only been at St. was for well, not not quite a year yet, but um the Food and Nutrition Department does a really good job, and, and there are good numbers who are choosing to do that at GCSE as well, which, which I always think is an encouraging sign. Because I think actually it's not just the skill of preparing food, but being able to put food together, being able to deliver it, I think is is, is genuinely a life skill. And you know, I put that to, to practice here by taking on a couple of your chefs a few weeks ago in, in a cook-off competition. I, I would say that I beat them both. Um, <laughs> Uh, and i did use that now as a a negotiating tactic with with horrid howe around future provision for st edwards but it's um it's nice for for them to see people putting themselves forward we we had a well-being window during the first lockdown so the summer term last term and one of the, the regular features was was staff filming themselves cooking a meal or cooking a dish and sharing that with the students to then see if they could do that at home and i think it's one of those, food is one of those things that actually unites all of us. And we, we, we have it our does. likes and our dislikes, you know, different tastes and, and different palates with regards to that. But actually, the skill of being able to cook, to sit down, to talk, to, to engage is really, really important. And I think that's why, you know, although it's difficult at the moment with, with the situation schools are in, actually lunch is, is about sitting down and talking as well as enjoy as well as eating mm. food. It's that social side of things. And I wonder how that kind of, factors into your offering or your provision or your kind of review of what what you offer or or what you suggest to to schools in terms of that
1: I couldn't agree with you more because if we think about how many times a day we eat three meals and two snacks is what's advised currently around two snacks that takes up a huge proportion of our life So we need to enjoy it (laughs) and we need to understand a lot about it. So keeping it, our advice, I I would say, would be um, to support schools that have this on the curriculum. And with the skills that our chefs have too, there's such extreme talent there. Sharing that talent and educating about these amazing flavours that go together. So I think it's actually like a two-way process. We support the schools and the schools support us in being able to deliver that too. I think we all have a responsibility to make sure that pupils are educated within this area so we all should step up to the responsibility really.
2: It very much is a, is a life skill really isn't it? Um, I, I learned to cook from my grandma and my mother and I think you know that is such a, an integral part of kind of how we grow up as food is you know a lot of things have revolve kind of around that celebrations and, and bits like that and it brings kind of your family and your community together as well. I think as well for our teams as well, having that communication with our pupils about food. Our teams are the ones that see the pupils every single day, potentially throughout their school life journey as well. Um, and, and that communication about the food and watching them kind of grow with that as well. I think you know we take a lot from it in terms of of that as well.
0: I think um much is made certainly in the press about the state of the health of our country and the need for us all to maintain a a healthy balanced diet within a, a healthy lifestyle as well and i think the challenge for many of us and certainly for me is fitting this into you know the busy lives that we have and i think everything that you've talked about in terms of a sustainable diet wanting to make sure we're we're checking problems we're not wasting food we're doing all the things that we've talked about I think it's really difficult isn't it to build into the busy lives that we have and you know this last year we've kind of gone from sublime to ridiculous in terms of how much time we have i I think personally i've never worked harder than i have i haven't not i've not had a day off since last january because we've had to be open for for key worker children and and others during holidays as well so it's been a real challenge i think And, and i suppose my million pound question to both of you and, and I'm putting you on the spot with regards to this is is how we would advise people or how you might advise people to try and get that balance to think right yes we need that healthy sustainable lifestyle a sustainable diet but we need to somehow be able to to fit that into into our lives it, it's not quite the same but I I did the London Marathon a couple of years ago for the Teenage Cancer Trust and People who look at me would say, how in the world did you do the London Marathon? And I I still say, I don't know how I did the London Marathon. But it was really tough to fit the training in because I would do a day of work at school and then know I'd have to do an hour or two hours every evening and three or four hours every weekend to do it. And I I think the motivation for me was the money I was raising for the Teenage Cancer Trust, to be honest. But it's it's tough, isn't it? And it, it, that's that's one extreme. But I think we all want to do the right thing. We all want to lead sustainable lives, have healthy diets, and healthy lifestyles. But the challenge is fitting it into it. So what? What I suppose uh, this is for me as well as everyone else listening to this. How can we do that?
1: I think personally, it's making it one of our priorities. To be honest, I think we need to. It's important. It's important for ourselves, it's important for our families, it's important for our earth and future generations. So it's come to the point now where actually this is a priority. And so therefore, if we think of it in that way, it's not just a secondary, it's a priority. So we should get up and think about what we're going to eat and make that nice meal that's healthy, that's supportive of the world around us
2: every day but it's also you know i think over this past year i think as as kind of that maybe priorities have changed for some people and kind of how they would look at it and how they would would view it you know that that family time that we've potentially spent more time together as well and how we kind of work within the kind of the society and kind of the environment as well i think we've seen just how much the environment has flourished during, during this time and and the difference that kind of has made um, and getting out in the environment as well and, you know, spending time with it and, and, and back in that area and, and your local area and working with that. I think as kind of Sally said, you know, I think it is something that we will see become more and more priority for for people as well. And I think sometimes it might just be, you know, that that extra preparation that we do or that extra kind of working that we we do to kind of set ourselves up for that and set ourselves up for kind of success in that as well. I know I kind of prepare kind of a lot of things maybe at the weekend, but I then have kind of throughout the week and kind of leftover then as well. And it is about how we can make that easier. But I think it is about looking at how we use ingredient to kind of achieve that then as well.
0: I have one last question. And it's purely selfish because it's of interest to me. I think, you know, food and hospitality and service industries is constantly evolving. Trend, trends come and trends go. It's, it's obviously a tough time for the hospitality set and service sector at the moment but hope we're hoping and praying that, that it recovers when we come come back to normal we can we can get back to doing the things that we were we were doing before but what do you think might be some of the maybe future trends future future things that we could look out for things that might be different in terms of food in terms of ser- the service industry and hospitality?
1: Good question. I think that we need to all be more aware of the diverse environment around us with regards to different cultures and also different beliefs and different thoughts around our food. And we're lucky enough to live in a society that is diverse and I think that in a great way we're all becoming more understanding of each other's cultures and therefore more intrigued about each other's lives and what we're eating so I think we're going to see um greater increase in in different areas of eating culturally and um belief wise and with regards to vegetarianism and and veganism uh as well I think we should be all accepting of everyone's choices around us
2: I definitely think sustainability is not going to go away I know this is probably maybe not a trend but something that's been building over the the years as well and I think this will become ever more important and ever more increasing as well as we move move into kind of the next few years and and move towards that kind of 2030 the sustainable development goals um and I think this will be you know more and more people will be expecting and more and more people will be what are you doing? Why are you doing certain things? How can we work together on this to improve? It? How can I get involved? And how can I improve my sustainability and my personal impact to the environment? I don't think that's kind of going to go anywhere in the, in the definitely in the next few years. And I think it's just going to increase massively.
0: My, my wife will be smiling at this because I've, I've particularly with what you're saying, Hannah, about vegetarianism and veganism, because I'm that stereotypical man who loves his meat and enjoys all of those things, but uh, I think it's something that we're, we're having to adapt to as a family, but also ensure that we're doing the right thing not just in terms of what's right for our personal health and well being, but also, as you've said, the, the well being of, of, of our planet and you know, the environments in which we, we come from. Listen, thank you both so much for, for giving of your time for this episode. Excuse the pun, but it certainly provided food for thought for myself, um, and I'm sure all of those listening. Love to take this opportunity to wish you a continued success in, in the roles that you have and i look forward to some of the points we've discussed being delivered not just here at st edwards but in, in all the other sites that you have um, worked with so please both take care stay safe and thank you very much for being with us
2: thank you
1: thank you very much